Okay, Chabar. So we're in the middle of Perikid Gimel. Really, we're in the crux of the Sefer right now. Right now, this, this part of the Sefer is really a, it's part of the crux of the whole entire Sefer, defining for us who Abedin is. <clears throat> and but now he's going to start to answer some of the questions that we started the Sefer with. So before we continue, we're going to start today on Yud Chesem Aleph. There's like a dot, if you have the, the Kahatz version. It's, I don't know, ten lines from the bottom. There's the Ach. But before we get into the Ach, we need to go to the beginning of the Sefer, to the first, to the first parak. So everybody turn to the first parak, parak Aleph. And he starts off with a question. Tanya. Tanya. Oh, Sefer Tanya, right? Because of this line right here. Tanya. Must be an Osot Yitzadik V'alti Rasha. You should, they make you take an oath when you come into this world, be a tzaddik and don't be a rasha. The whole entire world tells you you're a tzaddik. You should be in your, in your eyes, like a rasha. Like a rasha. He says, he asked the question. We learned, you should not be a rasha in your own eyes. It's right over there, the kasha. It's a stira. You should be in your eyes, ki rasha. We have another chalil that says, what? No. You shouldn't. Don't be a rasha in your eyes. If you don't, if you look at yourself being a rasha, you're going to end up coming to have an atzvah in the Vodash Hashem. You're not going to be able to serve the Vodash Hashem. So, Mamela, a yid cannot look at himself as being a rasha. But the previous Chazal said that they make you take an oath and everybody should be Bein Nechel Kirasha. You should be like a Russia. So we have a steer here in Bay. So we need to understand and reconcile these two steers. So that's what he's going to come to do now. And he's going to do it based on the Yisoda of what Abedini is that we've been discussing until now. And whoever doesn't know what Abedini is until now, we're going to have some issues. Abedini is a person who does not do any Averis. Doesn't do any Averis but Poyal Mamish with his Bakshava, with his or with his Maisa, he doesn't do a single Avera. The difference is, is that a Benini, a Benini, he still has a Taiva, he still has a pull towards physical things. He still has a pull towards physical things. That's what a Benini is. There's no Maisa which is done, but the pull is still there. What's a Tzadik? A Tzadik is, depending on the level of Tzadikis, but a Tzadik is, as the Chaterich Klal, that he doesn't even have any pull any physical taiva towards this thing of this world. Okay? So we need to keep that in mind right now because we're going to answer And what's a rasha? A rasha is a person who does any aver b'poyal mamish. Any aver b'poyal mamish. That's a rasha. Right? Whether it be even just the smallest makshava, which is incorrect. Anything. That's a rasha. So now, based on that, he's going to answer the question we started with. We have this theory, don't be a tzadik in your eyes, don't be a rasha in your eyes, but you know you should be a rasha in your eyes. Once we say that a Benini, he has all the pulse of this world, meaning that it's still very much alive, the Nevesh Baham is in the left side of his heart. It hasn't yet been his battle, the, the Nevesh Baham is in the left side of his heart. It hasn't been pushed away at all, meaning the tie of the pulse is still there. But 
but, it, but it's still, even though that it's there, it doesn't have the ability to take control of your actions. Why not? Because we said earlier on, because Baruch Hu comes, he's a Baruch Lichi, like we said last week, he's a Baruch Lichi between the two Shoftim, you have the Shofet, which is called the Yitzhahara, you have the Shofet, which is called the Yitzhah which Shofet should win? This one's saying his Psakalacha, this one's saying his Psakalacha. The Psakalacha is the Hashbar Shlisha by Machriya Benayim, which is the Kosh Baruch Hu himself. <clears throat> but the Maisa, so he has no pull, so he, had, he didn't do a Maisa, actually, but he still has inside of himself the type, still has inside of himself the draw. The Chain Nikra Kirasha. That's why he's like called a Kirasha. So it's not like he could be called Kirasha. This should be familiar because we just saw it in Pergala. Even if the whole entire world says that you're a tzaddik, you should be in your Kirasha, like Russia. What does it mean, Kirasha? What does this Kirasha mean? Below Russia Mamish, don't look at yourself as being a Russia Mamish. You should look at yourself as being a Benini. A tzaddik, a person who is a tzaddik, should look at himself always as being a Benini. Don't say, don't look at yourself as being like a person that the Ra is completely in his battle inside of him. I mean, even a tzaddik, you shouldn't say, even if people go to a tzaddik and he sees the person never does anything wrong. He doesn't do anything wrong. And, he, and the whole world saying, you're a tzaddik, you're a tzaddik, you're a tzaddik. Don't think that you're actually a tzaddik. Rather, view yourself as being kerasha, meaning like a benini. Why is it kerasha? Why? Because a maisa, you still have a pull, like a rasha would have. You're not a rasha, because you don't do actually anything wrong. But because you still live with a pull like a rasha has, so you could sh- see yourself as being like a rasha. You're not mamish rasha, you don't do anything wrong. But you look at yourself as being kerasha because you still have the pull. That Clara, any questions? I mean, that's Chazal saying that Tzadik, look at yourself as being a Benini. I mean, don't look at yourself as if you completely got rid of the Rosh completely. I mean, that's why you're called Kirasha, not Rosh Mamish. It's a kid, it's a Chafadimim, because you're not Mamish that. You're Kirasha. You're like a Rosh. A person who completely gets rid of even the taiva in his heart, that's what a tzaddik is. But you should be in your eyes. You should look at yourself as being as if the ra is completely, completely alive in the left side of your heart, meaning the pull is still there. Because hold on like you were when you were born. And it never went away. You would see that if you would continue, if you would continue in, in, in worldly things, then you're speaking the Nefesh Bahamas' language. See, when you speak the language of the Nefesh Bahamas, so that arouses the Nefesh Bahamas. So he's saying, I'll prove to you that don't think that you're, that you're a tzaddik. Because it could happen when you start to eat you start to do things which is the game of the Nefesh of Bahamas, so it might arouse the cause of the Nefesh of Bahamas, you might come to have. So, Mamela, don't view yourself as being a tzaddik. View yourself as being kirasha, like a rasha, meaning a benini. A benini that you don't have actually any maizib apoil, but you still have a tie, but you still have a pull. Klar?
Any questions? The af. Now he's going to say another thing. Until now, we've been speaking about a certain type of bainini. Now we're going to talk about a different type of bainini, a little bit of a high level of bainini. Until now, we've been talking about a bainini. Again, we're trying to not let ourselves become confused that a bainini shouldn't be confused to think that they're a tzaddik. They should know that there's a big difference between a bainini and a tzaddik. Whoever becomes a bainini, whoever deserves to become a bainini, should know who they are in comparison to a tzaddik. So now, there's a bainini who lives in Olam Hazim, meaning he goes out to work, he's busy, he's shopping, he's this and that. He's all out in the world and he could very much, you know, realize that he has the taiva, and that he has that pull. But then there's Bainis who they sit down and they learn the whole entire day, Yom Balayla, Lishma, and they also might think that they are Tzadikim. They might think that they are also a Tzadik. So that's what he's come to Lafuki now. Even, meaning even a person who's learning all day and night, he might not be a tzaddik, he might just be a, a very high level of a bainini. Because he's so consumed in, in the Varm Kedoshim. So that's what he says here now. He learned Torah all day in the Shema. This is not a proof at all that the Ra has been pushed away from his heart. Meaning that he lost the taiva towards the physical. Rather, it could be there in the left side of his heart, the pull, the essence of the Nefesh Bahamis, in all of its glory. Meaning, the Levushim of the Nefesh Bahamis, meaning the Makshava, the Makshava that you would do, which are not the Hashem. Those ainer mislabshim b'moyach va'pavayadayim v'shayvayagov. They just haven't been able to be mispashed into your body. His levushim, the levushim of the nevesh b'ham is meaning the ability to do a ma'isa ra, to do a speak something ra, to think something ra. That your body doesn't do. But be'emes to say that you got rid of the taiva, even though you're learning Torah all day and you feel like you got rid of it, don't think that you're a tzaddik. If the you're able to push it away, it's b'nei Hashem shenasan shlitim mashal v'moyach alalev. Because like we said before many times. And this is probably our hundredth time saying it because the Baruch Hu gives us the Kayach to be able to be Moshe, to rule, that our mind should rule in our hearts. That's why the Irkatana, which we call the Guf, the Irkatana is ruled by the Nefesh Elokish. Why? Because the Baruch Hu gives, he comes the That your whole being is only doing mitzvahs. You're only doing mitzvahs because the Kashbarah will help you. But the pull is still there. The pull, so don't think you're a tzaddik, that you have no pull towards this world. Like we said before many times, that the Nefesh of Bahamis is still there, meaning that the Nefesh of Kis does not have a Shlita, does not have a Memshala over the Nefesh of Bahamis in your essence. When does the Bainini have it? When does the Bainini have that rule? Who can answer me? When does the Bainini have a rule? Over his essence towards the taiva, tefila, pshat tefila. Kim b'shasha avos Hashem who b'skalus libo. Be'idim with his money, kim b'shasha tefila kiyotiba. Only time that he has that when he can feel that he pushed away a little bit, even the mechus, the actual pull, is during tefila. And this is why we spoke about many times that the importance of davening and how important tefila is. The tefila is the setup for your whole entire day. The way you're misgabber the whole entire day, the way that you're able to get rid of the pull for the whole entire day is through our tefillah of that day. 
At that time, it's only just a shlita umemshala, meaning don't think you're a tzaddik even though that b'shas tefillah you don't feel it. Don't think you're a tzaddik because it's only during that time of tefillah. That there's times where the Yitzhah Tov is miskaber, so there's times where the Yitzhah Haro is miskaber. Tefillah is the time when the Yitzhah Tov is miskaber. During that time of davening, the Nefesh Elokis is misgaber on the Nefesh of Bahamas. Bina. Bina, I'm not going to explain this right now, it would take a, a while, but Bina is the Makor of Gevura. Bina is the Makor of all Gevura in the world. Pashup Shad is like this, because what does Bina mean? Bina means that you're misboyning yourself, you're maven davar mtochtavar. Meaning, Bina means you're chopping everything up. You're chopping this. You're saying, this is like this, this is like this, I understand this to be like this, I understand that to be like that. Bina is an act of your mind of Gevura. So therefore, you're chopping everything down, that's an act of Gevura. So when you're contemplating, you're understanding different levels of Elokos in your mind. You're being misboning about how Kodesh Baruch fills the whole world over here, and in this thing, and that thing, and this and that. Your mind is working, you're being made of them, when you do that, you're using a Gevura, I mean, it's like a fire. And that's what's moilid your fire during davening. That's how, that's how they daven. Api Chabad is what they do. They're misboining during davening. They're misboining a lot during davening. The, the Rav always says that the Rav Rishab would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, Shabbos morning, and he would daven all the way until before Shkia on Shabbos. They were in, in Chabad, they were doing very, very deep misboininess. Bishas Tfila. They could daven mamash the entire day. The entire day. Morning until night. Even earlier morning. All the way until the night. They're misboning deeply, deeply. They were because they wanted to awaken their their midos. These bonim Hashem, they would think about, they would contemplate the kedulos Hashem, the ein soif baruch hu. To think about Hashem baruch hu is endless, and there's nothing in this world other than the rabbanu shalom. The holy ava azala Hashem, and they, because of that, they would make born inside of their heart. Their heart would have now a fire, kerishbe eish, a flame, bechalal yemini shivalibo, on the right side of his heart, the right side of the heart, the side of the nefesh of kiss would become inflamed and would become empowered. Then what that does, that goes into the left side of the heart and that belittles the taiva that you have towards the physical because of the right side of the heart, the flame of the fire that you have towards the Rabbonu Shalom by thinking about the Rabbonu Shalom. But it's not in spots of a gamer inside of a benini. Elo bitzadik we said a hundred times, only in the tzadik. That my heart is hollow. The David Melch said about himself, meaning that he had no pull towards the Ra. He hated it completely, despised it. That's a Catholic that is not in his completion, but the Maisa, it's put in its place. He defeated his Ra, he defeated even his Taiva. So that's why even a Bainani who is at this higher level of Bainani, a Bainani who learns the Torah all day and he really feels he has no connection, don't look at yourself as being like a Tzaddik, rather, Kerasha, like a bainini that you just pushed away the ra, the meaning like, like tefillah, or that you still have the pull, but you just don't do anything wrong. The poel mamish. Any questions on that so far? Klar? Okay, here we go. This is geshmak stuff now. I mean, everything's been geshmak, but this is good. Just another. This is continues a little bit on the last point. The taiva that he has, even though that he davened, is like a person who's sleeping, that you could just wake him up. 
So to it is, it's just sleeping. I mean, when you have and you awaken, the fire towards Hashem, it could just reawaken and come back again. You're pulled towards the physical. Now, back in Perich Aleph, again, he had brought down Rabbah. That Rabbah said about himself that the Rabbah said about himself, I am a Benini. Now it's a plea that Rabbah would say to himself that he's a Benini. We all know that Rabbah is a Tzaddik. And guess what? He is a Tzaddik. So what is the Pshat that Rabbah called himself a Benini? What's the Pshat that Rabbah called himself a Benini? So that's what he's going to answer now. What is the Pshat that Rabbah said, that I am like a Benini? Okay? So again, we have the structure of a Benini and a Tzaddik. Tzaddik doesn't even have the pull. A Benini has the pull. He just doesn't do it anything but Misa. But Shas Tefillah though, Shas Tefillah, the Benini also doesn't feel a pull because of the fire that he has throughout Davening. So what would that make you think about yourself? If I am a Benini, Shas Tefillah, and I'm Davening, and I feel like I don't even have the pull, what might that make you think about yourself? That you're like a Tzaddik. That you're a Tzaddik. So Rabbah, it's going to be like this. Rabbah thought that he was a Benini, even though he was a Tzaddik. Rabbah really had no pull. But he thought himself as being a Benini. Why? Because he's, he's about to say a big Chiddush, but because the Rabbah was, thought himself as a Benini who's a Davener. Who's a Davener. And what is a Benini who's a Davener? I have no pull. But Be'etzim, he was a Tzaddik, but he thought that he was just a Benini that has no pull because he was Davening. Because he's a davener. Okay? So now, let's see over here what he says. And we're going to get into a, a very deep sogim Hashem. See how deep we take it, but we're going into deep sogim Hashem. How could Rabbah say that he's debating? The whole day he was learning. The whole day. Day and night. Because the whole day he was learning with a with a cheshek towards the bonus. The whole day when he learned, it was like a tefillah. It was by him when he was learning the whole day, kishas kriyishma and tefillah. Meaning he lived a whole day as being like a tefillah. Like Chazal say, halavai That halavai, Rabbi Yochanan says, halavai, that a person should daven the whole entire day. How did Rabbah view himself? He viewed himself as being like a person who davens the entire day. Mamela, since he was davening the whole entire day, since Rabbah davened the whole entire day, therefore what? He didn't even feel the pull. Like Pshat feel like a Benini does. So what did he think? He thought, I'm a Benini. I'm a Benini. It's just davening the entire day. But what was he at them? He was a Tzavik. But he thought he was a Benini because the Benini tasted that lack of pull, B'Shas Tefila. Clar? His Torah was on the Jacob's Tefila or his he was, he, was his, his whole Torah was, was acting like Tefila. He was living with that Cheshik that a person has during Tefila. And that's really the way that everybody's Limit Torah should be. His Torah should be with a fire and a brennan as if you were during davening. You should take your Tefila into your davening every single day. So Mimele, he thought that he was a Benini because there was no pull even. Because he was living a life of Tefillah. So I want to get into this sugi a little bit. 
I want to get into the idea of what does it mean that you should be dominating the entire day? All right, how could you be dominating the entire day? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what does it mean you should be dominating the entire day? It's very hard to say I should be dominating the entire day. I have to do this thing, I have to do that thing. I mean, I'll peep shot. What is it talking about, Chazal? Chazal's talking about over there if a person has a suffix, if he daven tefillah or not, if he was misbala or not. And Rabbi Yochanan says that if you have a suffix in tefillah, then you could, meaning don't think, don't daven, read daven. That's, that's, that's part of what the Gemara is talking about. Do a tefillah with the be misbalel, because But it's very clear over here, I'll pinimius, that the pinimius firm are not talking that way. They take Rabbi Yochanan's words very, very literal. It means a yid should be davening the entire day. Period. End of story. So we have to understand what does it mean that a yid is being mispalel kolo yom kule. What does it mean that a yid is davening the entire day? This is a huge aside. Huge aside. It's built on a little bit actually what we spoke about last week, but it's a big Indian. So, before we get into it, we need to track back to parts of Ayigash. In the beginning of parts of Ayigash, it says, Ayigash, a love Yehuda. Yehuda approaches this king, this Melech, who he doesn't know who he is. Ayigash, love Yehuda, of course, we know that it's Yosef. And the Pashup Shav, Ayigash, love Yehuda, what does it mean, Ayigash, love Yehuda? He took a step forward to give this thunderous, powerful speech. Right? That's what Yehuda, that's what Yehuda did. He came, Ayigash, love Yehuda, He's coming, giving this amazing speech. Chazal tells that this Vayigash is more than just a speech. Vayigash, I love Yehuda. Chazal tells Vayigash is Hagasha is a lashon of tefillah. That Yehuda at that moment was davening. He was saying a tefillah. He was davening to the Rebbe Shleimah. That's Pshat Vayigash, I love Yehuda, and he's coming to daven right now. See, this Indian of Yehuda, like we said before, and we've spoken about this before, that every shevet has its midah. Every shevet has its midah. Yisachar are the Bnei Toira. Yehuda, uh, Yosef is the is the is the Kedushas of Bris. He's the Shomer of Bris. Yehuda is the Davener. That's his Mida. So Yehuda is the Davener. Over here, he showed, he brought out his Mida of Tefillah. He brought out his Mida. Over here, we see Yehuda's Mida come out. But you guys love Yehuda. We know there's another quality about Yehuda. Yehuda is also what? Yehuda is also the Melech. Like it says, Lo Yasser Shevim Yehuda, they should never be removed the Shevim Yehuda, meaning the Malchus, the kingdom, should never be removed from Yehuda. And the MS, these two things, the Malchus and the aspect of Tzilah, the two of them really come together. And this is Babos in all the Svarim, but I'll show you where the, the, the rewrites it already. The rewrites in Shar Kavanah's Da, Ki Kol Tzilah Ki Ba'olam Hasiyah. Every Tzilah is in the Olam Hasiyah. So Tzilah Ani Vihi HaMalchus. So you see that tefillah is the malchus. So when we see that Yehuda's midah is the midah of tefillah, and Yehuda is the melech, we really see that these two midahs, they're really, they're high half of each other. They come together with each other. So the Yehuda and the malchus of Yehuda, they're really one and the same as each other. They come together with each other. I want to understand the uniqueness of this tefillah of Yehuda. So before we understand the uniqueness of this tefillah with Yehuda, and Bishat Hashem will come back and try to understand what it means that a Yid davened the entire day. First we need to understand what Chazal said about the Avos. Chazal tells that the Avos, they were 
Mesakin, the Gimel Tfus that we say every single day. Avram was Mesakin, Shachris, Yitzhak was Mesakin, Mincha, and Yaakov was Metakin, Arvis. Each one of them was Metakin, a different tefillah, according to their Midah. Each one of them had their Midah, and they were, each one of them were Metakin, a different, a different tefillah. But there's something unique about every one of those tefillahs, which is different than this tefillah of Yehuda. Something different. This one, his tefillah was when? Shachris. This one, his tefillah was Mincha. This one, his tefillah was Arvis. Each one of their tefillahs was inside of the border of a Zman. Was in the border of this one is a Shachris, this was in a Mincha, and this one is an Arvis. Each one of their tefillahs was stuck in a time. The Chiddush of this tefillah of Yehuda was that he wasn't having Shachris right now. He wasn't having Mincha or Barav right now. Yehuda came and Yehuda right now spontaneously he davened. That was the Chiddush of Yehuda's tefillah over here. The Chiddush of Yehuda's tefillah was that a Yid is always able to daven. No matter what situation, where he is, what he's doing, he's always able to be a mispala. That's why I've heard this from my Rebbe many times that Nachla Bli Mitzarim. See, Mitzarim is Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim means borders, Gevulim. I'm trapped. What does a nakla bli mitzvah mean? It means I have no borders. I'm endless. Anytime, anywhere. There's nothing stopping me. There's no restrictions. Nakla bli mitzvah is gmatra tefillah. It's gmatra tefillah. Because the tefillah is that I'm able to be mispala anytime. That's what it is. The yid is always able to be mispala. That's why the farm say if you take the word adam and you spell out the word adam. So try to picture it. Benish Chai says this. Adam. You have Aleph, is Lamed Fei. Dalid, okay, so just take the Lamed Fei. Okay? Dalid is a Lamed Tav. Okay? You have Lamed Fei, Lamed Tav, and a Mem is a Mem. So one of the inner letters of an Adam is an Osios Mispala. Because the inner working of an Adam is that I am a Mispala. Because that's what an Adam is. An Adam is a person who's always being mispala. So maybe the Chiddush of Yehuda was that he was Megala, that a Yid is always able to be mispala. He took with, and you also can understand what the Chiddush is of the others, not for now, but the, maybe for now, we'll speak maybe, but the Chiddush of the others was, the Adam of Yehuda was that when a person, yeah, there's Zmanim for Tefillah, there's certain Tefillah which is Zmanim for, but there's also certain Tefillah which there is no Zmanim for, and a Yid could always be a davening. And that's what a yid is. I'm always able to daven. That's why, <coughs> that's why Davin Melech, who's, who's the descendant of Yehuda, what did he, what did he put together? Tehillim. What does Tehillim mean? Tehillim means any matzah that I am, I can open up my Tehillim and I can be mispala. Because that's what, that's what Yehuda does. That's the shevet of Yehuda. That's the shevet of Yehuda. Shevet Yehuda is at any single time I'm, able to, I'm always able to be mispala. Now, really, that's the pshat. It's a little bit of an oymik over here. That's also the connection between malchus and tefillah. Like we said, Yehudas and Midas, they go together with each other. They go together with each other, malchus and tefillah. Because what is the midah malchus? Paltik says, malchuscha malchus kolelamin. Your malchus is everywhere. What is the job of a yid? 
The job of the Yid is to go to every single place in the world, to every single Makom, to go everywhere, and to be Megala, how you also could find the Malchus of a Kodesh Baruch Hu over here. Kodesh Baruch Hu's Malchus isn't limited to a certain Makom, or to a certain time. Kodesh Baruch Hu's Malchus is everywhere. So just as much, since Tfila and Malchus, they go together, which are just like Tfila means that you're able to dominate all the time, there's no set man for your tefila. So too, the malchus of Hashem is malchus chakol or The whole world is your malchus. I mean, the malchus isn't locked in one makom; it's everywhere. Just like tefila is able to be everywhere, so too malchus, which goes together with tefila, means it's able to be everywhere. It's able to expand everywhere. That's the malchus. That's why every single king. What, what is the taiva of a melech? We, we really we have a hard time understanding such a taiva. But what is the taiva of a melech? The taiva of a melech is conquering land. It's a big taiva of a melech. He wants to conquer more land. The reason why a melech has a taiva to conquer more land is because he's just a merkava. He's a chariot to Malchus Shemayim. What does it mean, Malchus Shemayim? What does the Kodesh Baruch Hu want? Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to have a deer in this world. He wants to make this world his place. He wants to make a deer betach That's what the Bunu Shalom wants. And the main place that he does that, the main place where that Malchus is revealed in this world is where in Eretz Yisrael. So Chazal tells, what do Chazal tell us about Eretz Yisrael? That Eretz Yisrael eventually is going to be mispashed like kol It's going to expand, it's going to expand and expand. The whole world is going to be in Eretz Yisrael. The reason why a Melech has a taiva for more land, because he's just a Merkava to Malchus which also has a taiva that Eretz Yisrael should be mispashed like kol That's why Melech has a taiva for land. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu's Malchus is, I want to reveal in the whole entire world that there's the Malchus of the Rabbanu Shleilam. And that's what Eretz Yisrael does. That's why Eretz Yisrael is the Malchus of Tila. Where do you point your Tila's towards? Towards Eretz Yisrael. Right? Because Eretz Yisrael is the Malchus of Tila. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. There's many more rise for that. Not for now. But Eretz Yisrael is the Malchus of Tila. So just like Tila is meant to be mispal, you're meant to be mispal everywhere. And the Malchus of Hashem is supposed to be everywhere. So too, Eretz Yisrael is also supposed to be everywhere. It's supposed to be mispashed everywhere because every place is a makom of Gila and Malchus Hashem. Every place is a makom of Tefillah. Klar? Any questions? Now we need to put on a thinking cap. We need to take it one step deeper. And Zerat Hashem will try to understand what it means. David Melech has an extra chiddush in this whole in this whole story. Dovid Melech has an extra chiddush and he says, not that I'm just davening, but the ani tefillah. I am a tefillah. What does it mean, the ani tefillah? What does that mean? So Rav Simcha Bunim, he brings a mashal for that. It's a beautiful mashal. It's hit home, stark mashal. He said, an ani needs food, he needs money. So what does he do? He goes to an asher, he goes to a rich person. And he asks the rich person for money. So the, the rich person looks at this ani, and he sees this ani, you know, he's put together, he has a tie on, he looks nice. And the rich person's like, you don't look like an ani. You don't look so poor to me. So what is this job? What does this ani need to do? He needs to now start talking to the usher and explain to him and show to him and prove to him that I am poor. I am an ani, and I need you to help me. I don't look like it, but I need you to help me. I'm an Oni. He says, that's the tefillahs that we daven every single day. 
the three tefillahs we daven every single day, as we're coming to Kosh Baruch and we're trying to shade him, I am an Ani, I need you to help me, I need you to help me, I need you to help me. That's the tefillahs every single day that we daven, three tefillahs a day. So, but then there's another type of Ani. There's another type of Ani. It's so deep. There's another type of Ani. And this Ani, he looks like a Shemazel. His shirt's on top, his shirt's ripped, he's dirty, his shoe's broken, you know, he has dirt on his face. What is the difference between this Ani and the previous Ani? When the usher looks at this Ani, he doesn't need to say a word. He doesn't need to say a word to the usher. Because his whole mahus, his whole essence is screaming, I am an Ani. Sinaqabunim says, this is the tefillah of David Melech. That a yid walks around with such a bittal, his whole entire being, his whole entire essence is saying, I am a tefillah. I am a tefillah. My whole being is a tefillah. I need tefillah. I am an ani. I am be'etim an ani. I have nothing without you, Rebbe Shlokim. I have nothing without you. My clothing are ripped. My shoes are ripped. I have dirt on my face. I've been working hard. I am clearly an ani in front of you. My whole my whole essence is I am an ani. That's called a need tefillah. That's called a need tefillah. And when a person lives a life as an anit so his whole entire day, he's living that. When he opens up his Gemara, he's anit When he's eating food, I'm anit The whole entire day, he, he just, he completely bottles the Rebbe He lives a life of a bittal to the Rebbe He lives a life of being an ani. He lives a life of anit Now we can understand, what does it mean, how could you daven the entire day? You need to learn, you need to daven. The pshat is when you could daven the whole entire day when you make yourself into a nitzvah. When you make yourself into a nitzvah, your whole mahus, your whole essence, but I open up the Gemara, I'm be'etim just shrying out, I need you to help me. When I'm eating, I need you to help me. And every maizah that I do, I have that bittal to the That bittal is my tefillah. That is what tefillah is. It's a complete bittal to the I change my mahus, my whole is on a nitzvah. That's what it means. Halavai shi spado kol yom kulay. That he changed his essence and he made his whole being, his whole mahus, into a tefillah. So, Amir Hashem, we should be zaycha, that we should be able to transform ourselves, that we should really become an anit tefillah. We should, A, even if we're not yet an anit tefillah, which is it's a hard, it's a life's work to become an anit tefillah. And really, all Hasidah is really trying to get us to this anit tefillah. But, and all this farmer, I think, are trying to do that. But, when it, at least he has to know. Love Yehuda. The Yehuda always walks up the plate, he's always able to daven. Right here, right now. Tefillah is the Malchus, it's everywhere. It's just like the Malchus, 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 it's everywhere, there's no borders to it. So too, my Tefillah has no borders. I'm always able to daven. I open up the Gemara, I say it's Tefillah. I go to sleep at night and I want to wake up on time in the morning, I say it's Tefillah. My whole life is I'm davening to you, I have an open conversation, I'm davening. Right? That's what it is. That's what we're not trying to make us do. I was bited, it means I'm in conversation. That's what I'm trying to do. The whole day I'm an act, I'm an act of tefillah. I go home to eat, I'm about to have dinner, I say tefillah, I have taivas and I want to eat like a mensch. Everything we do, we have a tefillah to the banjalam. That's Yehuda, that's Dabr that's that's Tehillim. But Dabr takes it a step farther that we change our essence and our essence becomes an anit tefillah. And then our whole life is the halvai shi spala adam, Kolom kulom, which we love to the Demir Tashem here in the Amen.